LaSalle, Tom Gola, man. We talked about a great player years ago. Welcome back to the Gold Standard. Rich and myself are reporting to you with some frustration. I know we've been talking up the team. We had a big win against St. Louis. And then we drop what people would call a, a clunker against the Fordham Rams, the bottom feeders, one of the lower teams in the conference. This is a rough day because of, I mean, we'll take this on the chin. This was... Uh, an opportunity for us to get two wins in a row and, you know, keep the haters away, but they can dive in right now because this is a bad loss, <laughs> a very bad loss when you consider just the teams that we've played so far. Rich, what are your thoughts on this upsetting loss to the yeah, We Rams? lost to the Rams. We lost to the Rams, you know, <laughs> the saying, but, but uh, no, it was disappointing, obviously, but I mean, the Rams came out to play yesterday. Um, yeah. Go. And what I'd like to say is that we, we both, well, you I did. hinted at it. You did. I was like, this could be a trap game. If I ever saw a trap game, when you go to Rose Hill and you know, you go in there feeling good about yourself, things happen pretty quickly and we could not keep up with them. They could not no. miss. And it was so infuriating because it feels like we were just a, maybe two, if we could get two mm-hmm. stops in a row, we would come back and tie it at least, but we never did. Yeah, it's like every time we would get it, like a clutch shot, when someone make a three or someone make a layup, I was like, okay, all we need is one stop. One stop here, let's get a stop. And then they would they make a three. And I was like, what the heck? And they kept on making these clutch shots after clutch, clutch shots, and they just wouldn't go away. I mean, they give them a lot of credit. You know, their head coach – I forget his name, obviously, the New Bowers Fire, you know, their first victory. And he was great. You know, he was feel like yelling the whole game. He was up for it. And I mean, I give him a lot of credit. And Fordham had five guys in double figures. Um, forget the one guy who had six threes, but I know coming in, he was like five of 28. And he was like six of nine yesterday. It's just unbelievable. Like you've said so many times this season, it's like there's some guy who's going to go off who you're not really going to expect. Or maybe sometimes you are going to expect, but I've like, I forget his name i probably should know his name um was it not Cobb. it wasn't Cobb. it was like hurley or hurley i forget his name crap i know what you mean though like this they had never shot yes. so well I, I would love to check the stats and see how they're, well they've shot because that, that they were averaging like, like five game where they could they're not averaging miss. like 5.6 threes per game and they had 11 oh just and the perfect like storm it was to, the hot, to ruin they, was their, our positivity. They were averaging like 51 points per score, like what, 71? So like, they just went off. Um, and I feel like, you know, Fordham, you know, they came with their A game. They came with their A game. And we, like you said, you were spot on. You were like, uh, like I was, you know, someone's calling out on Twitter. And you know, I appreciate people reaching out on Twitter, you know, get the um, conversations going. They're right. I was like, oh, you know what? LaSalle's going to take care of business. I don't see that happening anymore. You know, 
LaSalle is going to have at least two guys that kind of step up, and they didn't. Christian Ray, you know, he single-handedly kept us in the game. I feel like we, as a podcast, don't talk about Christian Ray enough. Like, he's a solid foundation of this team. And I know you hear all announcers and all the, I guess, um, like they call him a Swiss Army Knight. They call him like a guy who brings like his lunch pal every day. But he really like showed up yesterday when we really needed him. And I feel like we don't like talk about him enough, but he's, um, I feel like definitely one of the unsung heroes of the team. Yeah, thank God for Christian Ray because it would have been really ugly at the first half. The The mentality that we have has shifted. I don't know about you, Rich, but I feel totally different about this team <laughs> compared to our win against St. Louis. I've seen, you know, our friends on A10 Twitter highlighting our wins against what are the top, what were the top mm-hmm. three teams in the conference. And it said, you know, we've, we've talked about mm-hmm. this. Dayton didn't have one of their guys. St. Louis had a long COVID pause. Richmond had a COVID pause. So there's a part of me that is really sad about this situation because we've regressed yeah. in, in one game. Mm-hmm. All it takes is one game. And all of those positive vibes that I had are out the window, like gone. Because you look at those opponents that we beat and you look at us losing to Fordham. It's like, what do we have to hang our hat on? Where Where is the – like? I don't know. You could really it, it has you it has you in deep reflection when you think about this team yeah. right now because of how we just caught teams on the on bad days. That's just what it feels like when you lose to Fordham, and, and you you really kind of analyze those supposedly big wins and you overthink it. And now I'm now I'm in my head. Now I'm like, is this team good? Like, should I not be extending Ash? And with the last episode, we were talking about oh, we got to extend Ash, man. We just beat St. Louis, like. We have just done a total 180, and I guess we had a little bit too much positivity. I know we're a LaSalle podcast, so you're going to hear some yeah. Homer thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, but leave, it to, leave it to LaSalle to kind of just put us back down um, and feel like crap. It really is a, it's a crappy situation, yeah, Rich. No, I, mean, I know what you're saying. Um, but like, I feel like at the same time, I know um, – Obviously, never won a loss to Fordham, but guess what? Fordham kind of came to play, and, you know, LaSalle was kind of high. You know, they just beat St. Louis on uh, Wednesday night. And they were probably, you know what, uh, they're probably, like, looking forward to the Bonaventure game. And you know what? I feel like this is kind of a lesson in return. You know, I feel like we have a younger kind of nucleus of guys. And it's like, well, we are taking a step up. I mean, I know, like you said, we beat those three teams and, you know, they might've been a little um, shorthanded. Um, and obviously with certain circumstances, uh, it was a, like a hard kind of time to play those teams, but I feel like this will be a good learning experience. I'm not, I'm, I think Ashley Howard's going to use kind of motivation to fire up the team. And I'm not worried about the step back or I think if it's a step back, they're going to take even two steps forward from here. So I think it'll be a good learning experience. Obviously you don't want to lose the Fordham. But I think going forward, I think this will be good for the team. It's like every t- you gotta like take it one game at a time. You know the old saying, cliche yeah. over and over again. But you know right. what I mean. I, like that's the way I'm gonna take it. I don't think I'm being too much of a but that that's my kind of mindset. I feel like um, that you have to have in that kind of situation because um, there's still yeah. what six, seven games left in a ten play. I mean, obviously, that's the four, and we're not going to mail on the seat. Like, you know what I mean? So, I feel, obviously, in the 
you know, there's a decent opponent who can beat you every single game. So you got to, you know, be ready um, on Tuesday night. Yeah. One thing I wanted to bring up, my last thought about this dismal game. I mean, we uh, first thought is we kept up with them. Like, they could not miss. But we also – I felt like we also kept pace. And at any moment could have struck. Yeah, we didn't give up. Right. And that was just the worst timing. It was the worst timing because it never happened. We were never over able to overtake them. So that was disappointing. We, we had talked about, oh, are we going to be worried about our team going scoring droughts? Like, is that a thing of the past? Uh, that's creeping in. That doubt is creeping in a little bit right now. Um, my other thought is Jared Kimbrough didn't play. No. Or he only played like four minutes. He, he only played in the first that's half. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering. That's not no, cut it. he's especially against Soriano. Like Soriano, like had a pretty good game. I mean, like I said, they have five guys double figures, but and it seemed like Ashley Howard's zone. They were attacking that, and I wish they gave him a few more looks because the zone that he showed against Fordham just just wasn't working. And I feel like for a while you kept on seeing guys open the corner for threes, and you had guys kind of chasing them. But but at that point, it was already an open shot. Yeah. That was upsetting. I, I didn't even like first half. I was like, okay, we're a little helter skelter here. This yeah. is a mess. So I understood that. But Jared, I think we really could have used Jared against Soriano and just provided the spark because we were looking for a spark. And yeah. I mean, I didn't really see it. It was just kind of like playing catch up, really intense. Like we got a few steals, but we were never able to overtake them. Yeah. So really terrible loss, I would say. When when you consider all of the A10 Twitter talking about how ooh, we're a team that we could beat, we could scare some people. And now I'm like, yeah. eh, we're, we're, you cannot predict yeah, it just kind of Very hard yeah, to predict. Just, I feel like it kind of comes down to, like, LaSalle basketball. I feel like in the past, it's like, well, we kind of play down to the level of our competition. Yes, on certain nights we can be, beat, like, the upper echelon teams, but on that same token, we can obviously lose to the, I guess, the bottom of the barrel teams, and that's what you saw on Saturday. Yeah. So moving on to – St. Bonaventure, we just received word that the game is no longer on Wednesday. It's going to be on Tuesday. So we're moving up a day. A day. Now, let, let's, let's go back to the whole concept here that LaSalle plays spoiler to teams. Some say that our opponents are not as prepared. COVID pauses. They lost players. All the excuses you want. St. Bonaventure is going to be hosting us on Tuesday. And I don't think they have any reason to... Like uh, rust, you know, we discussed rust. Do you think Bonaventure has any rust, any indication that they won't be full strength? I think St. Bonaventure will be full strength. And I think that we need this win more than any win coming up because there's no excuse. If, if COVID stays out of the situation right now, there's no excuse. St. Bonaventure is a tried and true tested team in this conference and a win against them would dismay, would send off those people that said that our opponents have been just basically caught on a bad day. I think that that is a huge factor here. Like, just think about St. Bonaventure. They're, they're really good right now. They're trending upwards despite their loss to St. Louis. And they have, they're going to be pissed, probably more pissed than us with that loss. So they're going to come out firing against us. So if we can beat them on Tuesday, my faith will be restored. With that being said, if we lose to St. Bonaventure on Tuesday, then the narrative is true. Our opponents are only – we can only beat our opponents when they're reeling from a COVID pause or have uh, less guys on the roster. Rich, what are your thoughts on Bonaventure? Th- those are yeah. 
I know I agree with what you said. I feel like this game, you know, like you said, I guess the other three big wins against the preseason top three all have kind of an asher against it. But, you know, if we go to Olean, the friendly confines in the Riley Center, if we beat the Bonnies, then you can't really say that as an asterisk. Well, to go, I mean, the Bonnies are going to be fired up, you know. They lost their first game, I believe, in 2021. I think that's right. Um, I think you're right. You know, but they lost to St. Louis at St. Louis. But now we're going, you know, to only in. And that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. They, I, In my opinion, they have the best starting five in the A-10. You know, with Kyle Lofton and Jaron Holmes and Dom Welch and Attaway and Ozuni. But that's going to be tough. But I feel like, you know, if we can kind of tire those guys out, maybe get one or two of them in foul trouble, I feel like, you know, they don't have the kind of depth that we have. Like, we have a lot of guys who, you know, are kind of interchangeable parts. And when, you know, people come in through the bench, it's not really a step down. It's like you have another body, you know, a fresh body coming at, coming in. And I feel like they don't have that yeah. same kind of luxury. So this, this game is huge. Obviously, the last time with Tolly in New York, uh, you know, it was a little scandalous. You know, a little clock malfunction at the end of the game. Oh, no. That's right. What an awful time. I, I was looking up that video. Uh, we, we may be getting on a podcast with our fellow St. Bonaventure fans, um, and we're looking forward to talking with them. Maybe we'll bring up that moment because that was an egregious clock malfunction by the, their clock operator. And, uh, yeah, we're definitely going to bring yeah. that one up. But, uh, Rich, you had mentioned in the past podcast that against uh, the Rams, not Fordham, but against VCU in Rhode Island, we played pretty well against them. One might say that we weren't like a pushover. So it, do you feel better if, let's say, we go, to, we go to St. Bonaventure and we play them tough, we keep it close? Is there, is there any moral victory there? Because in my mind, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the, you know, these, close, these close games. I want to see us just win. Um, and you know, I, I just don't know how to feel about it. Regardless, there's three scenarios. Obviously, we're going to get blown out, we're going to keep it close, or we're going to win in a close fashion. We're, there's no way we're going to like yeah. dominate Bonaventure from wire to wire. We're going to have to eke out a win, keep it low scoring. You know the deal. What do you think is going to happen? And what, like, what are your thoughts on a, a moral victory? Yeah. You... Uh, well, I feel you kind of like read my mind because I don't know. I, I think I actually I thought they were going to beat St. Louis. They did, obviously, for them. I thought they're going to win. I, I was wrong about that. And I, I like Gorlet or. You know, someone calling call out me on Twitter about that. Appreciate that. You know, I like the interaction. <laughs> I know we've got a couple people because I'm on Twitter. And, you know, keep doing that. Um, we'll answer you back and, you know, keep, keep it social. But like you're saying, obviously, like, I really think this game, I think we're going to lose by like, like, like four points. I think it's like, I think they're going to say it's like, oh, is that kind of a moral victory? But I feel like it depends – how this game kind of turns out. Like if we see, you know, Brickus have like 15 points and like six assists and, you know, Sharif kind of step up. Like I want to see how this game kind of plays out. Obviously there's no such thing as like a moral victory, but if I see, you know, our freshmen, um, like Brickus in particular, maybe like a Kenny or Clark, and they kind of like pop in my eye, they play pretty well, then I'll be like, okay. But if it's kind of, if we lose like double digits, it's like, ah, it's like this, it's like LaSalle's LaSalle. But yeah, um, we're back to the old ways. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So, like I said, and I think you would echo this as well. There's no reason that Bonaventure 
Bonaventure fans could say, oh, you guys beat us because X, Y, and Z was out, or you beat us because we were on COVID pause. No, there's no excuses for no. this one. If we win, as of right now, if we win this game, it's it's good. It's a great win. I would consider it a great win. They're the, definitely the best team in the, the A-10, uh, St. Louis loss aside. Like yeah. they're I mean, that'd be, definitely yeah. top tier. I feel like we win now. It'd be like, not, I guess I'm not going to It'd be top, like, we beat. We would have beaten the top four. Not one. Not two. Not three. But we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I love to be on Twitter talking trash like that. But it's, with it's some people it's know fun. that's pros and cons. Some of the wins have yeah. asterisks. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. What, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I have totally forgotten about the forum game. We are now moving on. And uh, in other news, we'll switch gears here. We uh, they announced yesterday, or actually from his own account, we had a commit to LaSalle. He's a six-five shooting guard. Uh, his name is Andre Marrero. So welcome to the program, Andre. Uh, I believe he is. He played on the Venezuela national team. I assume he still will in high school. Um, that's a pretty cool thing to do to play for your country. And then he lives and plays in New York. Um, and we're really looking forward to seeing more highlights of him, just trying to like learn more about him. Um, the, the, the story behind the story here is John Cox, our director of operations is, has ties to Venezuela and has obviously forged a relationship with him and in, in the, you know, that area. So I believe that I hope John is, is spot on with this, uh, recruitment and, Welcome, welcome to the team, Andre. We're looking forward to having you. He's a, he seems like a pretty good shooter in the highlights we've seen. We've seen one dunk, a poster dunk. Maybe that was in practice. Maybe that was in a game. I'm not okay. quite sure. But, yeah, we're excited to see what, what happens. Rich, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I believe, to my knowledge, this is Ashley Howard's first uh, international recruit. And um, I know, obviously, I feel like the, some of the international recruits that um, John Giannini got over, I don't know, you know, his tenure, the ones that I kind of remember right. – um, we're, we're a little disappointing. So hopefully um, this guy can kind of change the course and, you know, contribute to the program, but, but we'll see, but I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy, you know, international guy yeah. kind of flavor, you know, Ashley Howard was kind of building that bridge, obviously in his recruiting trail, you know, Villanova light, you know, recruiting Philly and then the DMV, but you know, it's nice to get an international player. So we'll, we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens and see, you know, what kind of player this kid can be. Yep. Looking forward to it. So, I believe that that's all we have for this episode, aside from Rich's Atlantic 10 power rankings. A lot's happened since you've done it, A10 power rankings. We'll also tweet these rankings out. But, Rich, let's let's hear it. Who do you got at the top? Who do you got at the bottom? All right, number one, I know they just lost yesterday, and uh, but we played them on Tuesday. We were talking about them a little bit in this podcast. I'm going to go number one, uh, St. Bonaventures, the Bonnies. You know, I feel like they're starting five, like I've said. Um, it's just too solid, and they're playing away. I would like to see them play like St. Louis, either at the Rally Center or on neutral court. I think it would be, um, you know, good for them. Number two, right behind them, I know they kind of uh, – St. Louis, I'm going to go two. You know, we just beat them. But I think, you know, they're finally getting, you know, acclimated to playing. Um, you know, big win over the Bonnies. So I'm going to go – yeah, I, I mean, Perkins, you know, get him hot and – I mean, he can be one of the – he's definitely uh, one of the more talented players in the Atlantic 10. He's a great shooter. Number three, I'm going to go VCU. I mean, they've been consistent throughout the uh, majority 
I guess you can say the whole conference season so far. I mean, Bones Highland's a great player. I mean, Ace Ball was a heck of a freshman and with Vince Williams and other guys that have uh, their solid program. Four, I'm going to go Richmond. Um, you know, I think they're still – they're on COVID pause, but I feel like they're a very good program. Hopefully they don't, you know, have a call blunders like St. Louis um, coming back from COVID pause. But obviously the break isn't as long, but I feel like they're too talented with, you know, Golden and Gilliard and Francis and company. Five, I'm going to go Davidson. I know they haven't played in a little bit, but they're a talented squad, you know, with Grady and um, Carter Collins and company. Six, I at this point, you know, pop up a few eyeballs, but I feel like they deserve it. And they beat Rhode Island for the second time yesterday. I'm going to go UMass. UMass, I mean, you're I'm right. Going to go UMass. I agree okay. with you, man. No, I like that. I like that. They have Trey Mitchell. You know, Carl Pierre showed up. I mean, when he gets hot. I feel like he's been there for a long time, but. Um, you know, UMass, I, you know, you know, two losses for a while in the A-10. But it's like, oh, they weren't playing a lot of guys. And now they're – I don't know. I feel like that's fair. Um, so, seven right behind them. I'm going to go Dayton. You know, I feel like they're kind of up and down. But, you know, they'd be they, – I feel like at any given night they can kind of show up. And it's like, well, a lot of people, like, were disappointed for the season they're having. But I feel like at the same time they're – I feel like they're still a decent club. Um, eight, I'm going to go Rhode Island. I feel like Fat Russell, Fat Russell was a little banged up, but I feel like they're still, you know, I guess I'm obviously a mid-tier this season. Obviously a little disappointing, but I feel like, I mean, they're not a dead club. All right, but that blow them. I'm going to go Duquesne. Um, you know, use and weathers are having – I feel like they're hot before they were on COVID pause. I'm 10. I'm going to go George Mason. You know, I feel like they played day in their day, a loss obviously, but I feel like – they still have a talented squad, and I know um, Paulson's kind of on the hot seat. A lot of people think that might he might get fired, but um, I'm going to have a 10. 11, I'm going to go LaSalle. Obviously, it's a pointing loss against uh, Fordham yesterday, but I, be- <laughs> but I believe that I feel like, you know, I guess we're, that's kind of in that pillow fight, you know, 11, but hopefully we can keep it going. Uh, 12, George Washington. I feel like they've been COVID pause for a little bit. But no, they're still talented. They have two really good sophomores. Um, and I mean, once they're gone, we'll see um, if they can, you know, upset any of the elite 13. Uh, this might be a change from last time. Uh, I'm going to go forward. I'm going to go forward. Right, rush off a win. You know, they have now two A10 wins. Um, can't say that about the bottom team, unfortunately. Sorry, Anthony Rowley. But uh, 14, <laughs> I'm going to go St. Joe's. You know, they. Still don't have an A-10 victory and, um, you know, very disappointing season so far. So, that's it. That's the A-10 power ranking. So, I'll be tweeting these out um, on Monday. So, feel free to, you know, go at us and tell me why I'm wrong. <laughs> I love it. I think the Hawk is dead. <laughs> agree? Yeah, I could say so. <laughs> We're definitely punching down here because we lost to Fordham. But, uh, yeah, this has been a rough time for St. Joe's and, you know, I don't know. I don't know what where the light at the end of the tunnel is for them. Yeah, but but yeah. Uh, shout out UMass. I I really agree with UMass. They are trending mm-hmm. upwards. They're really really good. And shout out Curry Hicksage, a friend of the pod. Um, I I think UMass could really make some noise in the tournament and maybe beyond. Yeah. So, thank you, Rich, for the A10 power rankings. Uh, I think that does it for this episode. And one last thought: we're over six hundred and thirty, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. let's check. Yeah, six thirty. We got over six 600- hundred. 631 followers on our Twitter account. It's only been what four months 
since we started yeah, this thing. Three, I think three months and, since the pod, maybe maybe a little longer than Twitter account, but obviously it takes a little bit of time. I mean, you, yeah, but bottom line is the support has been incredible and people really are enjoying it. So thank you for following us. And uh, yeah, we really appreciate it. Yeah, it's much appreciated. Uh, keep on uh, telling your friends about it. Uh, try to listen to the pod. I think our numbers are growing, but we really appreciate everybody, you know, listening and, um, you know, viewing our content on the timeline. That's right. We love, we love memes. We love following back. So we'll talk to you soon. And uh, with that, it's a great day to be an explorer. Fight on.